And now, this is the DDT Wrestling Podcast with DC Matthews and Doc Manson. Oh, Doc Manson and Doc Manson, you seem much chipperer than usual. Is it because I'm dragging a bit, so you're trying to, like, bring the energy up, or are you just in a real good mood? Um, It's probably the former DC Matthews at the DC Matthews, because, frankly, there's not a whole lot going on that I've got going for me at this particular point in time. I mean, yesterday was uh, October 1st, so we are now into shocktober the 31 days of horror challenge i have i think zero percent chance of actually getting through this this month uh, i just have too many things on my plate you're but, gonna need to you're gonna need to stop mowing the lawn every 72 hours and just spend your weekend watching movies catching up well i guess that's possible but um or you adopt the dc matthews approach and you wake up at like 4.30 in the morning and you watch your horror movies before dawn. Except I need to sleep. That's the thing that I don't understand about you. When do you sleep? Well, I go to bed around somewhere between 8 and 9 most nights. See, that doesn't actually save me any time then. So... <clears throat> I suppose that's true. Uh, I don't get it. What you watch? Yeah. Ye- what did you watch yesterday? I watched episode one of Creepshow. It's uh, sort of a reboot of the old Creepshow movies sure. on Shudder. Okay. It was pretty good. How many episodes are there? Um, I'm not sure how many episodes there will be, but they're dropping them one at a time. So oh, okay. Only the first episode was out. The second one maybe dropped yesterday? I don't know. I forget what day they're releasing them on. But uh, do you know it was what... two different stories. <clears throat> do you know what you want to watch today? I don't. I might not watch anything because we're recording this. Yeah, so but we've I might got a relatively derailed. early start. Eh, I don't know. I've got stuff to do. Don't know if I'll get to it, to be perfectly honest. <clears throat> well, it is, you know, perhaps the biggest Wednesday in the history of pro wrestling. We've got NXT, a bunch of championship matches going on. AEW Dynamite is on at 8 o'clock. I realized today that I had 50-some-odd dollars in PlayStation Store credit, so I could buy a month of PlayStation View and actually watch one or both of these. Nah. But I, that's kind of it. I'm kind of like, I've, I've got a bunch of stuff. There's a bunch of stuff going on. So I'm like, yeah, I probably can use my time a little more wisely than that. Having said that, I hope... Everyone who does watch, whether they're watching NXT or AEW or switching back and forth like I used to do between Raw and Nitro back in the 90s, uh, I hope they have a good time. Yeah, sure. I think it's exciting times. This is the first episode, then? This is the first episode of AEW Dynamite. This is the third NXT on USA, but it is the first one where both hours will be live on USA. Yeah. Yeah, nobody cares about that. AEW is the thing that's exciting. Well, except for the fact that NXT is basically treating this like a takeover. Uh, Adam Cole versus Matt Riddle, Shayna Baszler versus Candice LeRae, Street Profits versus The Undisputed Era, all for titles. I mean, none of that's anything that sounds good to me. You don't want to watch Candice LeRae win the women's title? 
I mean, that's fine, but honestly, I know she's gotten better, but I still don't care about Shayna Baszler. I don't care about Matt Riddle. I, the Undisputed Era, honestly, I could take them or leave them. I like Adam Cole a fair bit these days, but the other guys, whatever. Whatever. You know, I mean, I know it's a little harsh, but... I don't know that it's a little harsh. I think that's fine. You like what you like. Um, if you watch uh, AEW, it'll be Chris Jericho teaming with LAX to take on Cody Rhodes and the Young Bucks. I'm pretty sure that's the main event. I've never heard of these young bucks. Generation me. I'm sorry. Generation me. Oh, 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 yes. Generation me. Now, those are some talented fellows with whom I am familiar. Wow. As far as I know, that's the only match. Well, that might not be true. That's the only match I'm aware of for AEW. Well, that sounds like they're putting all of their vice uh, presidents. Is that what they're called? Yeah. All their vice presidents into the same matchup. So, uh... Maybe we'll actually get to see some other talent on that show. Is that a one-hour show or a two-hour show? You probably already said it, I, and I just wasn't listening. I believe it is two hours. I'm looking right now. Okay. Um, yeah, John Moxley will make an appearance because he's still injured. That's two hours. Okay. But let's see. Oh, apparently that's going to be the first ma debut match card. Oh, maybe not. Um, Nyla Rose is taking on Riho. Who's Riho? Uh, Nyla Rose is the... Wrestler. Is the... I, I don't know what the... It, is the correct term the transgendered wrestler? Yes. Is that, or is that not how you say it? No, days? that is. I, I, okay. And forgive All me. Right. It was Chris Jericho and LAX versus Kenny Omega and the Young Bucks. Okay. And then um, Adam Page is taking on Pac, a.k.a. Neville. That should be good. Who did you say Riho was somebody I should know? Riho is a Japanese wrestler f from, I don't know the promotion, Shimmer maybe. Um, but she's... Is Shimmer a Japanese promotion? I don't know. I, I could be totally wrong. I don't know where she's from. She's from Japan. <laughs> okay, good. And then okay, let's see, it. Cody Rhodes well, versus... But, hey, hey, in fairness, that's the whole thing, right? This is their first television show. And we don't necessarily, I, 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 I sort of want to watch it because I want to know if they think I'm supposed to know who these people are or if they're going to try to introduce, you know, to a wider audience. That would I hope be the they hope. do that. Yeah. Because that was what Lucha Underground had going for it in season one is they actually yes. gave you time to know who these people were. Out of curiosity, who uh, is the announce team for Dynamite? I believe it's is it? Jim Ross. All right. And You're talking my language so far. Uh, let's see. I know people have turned on Jim Ross in recent years online, but uh, I don't know. I still just I like his voice. It cuts. It typically cuts through the action very well. Michael Cole. The problem I've always had with Michael Cole is there's a quality to his voice that makes it very easy for it to just get lost. Uh, in the mix, and I, I feel like I, I frequently, as he's just droning, and I'm not really hearing him. I never felt like I had that problem with Jim Ross, and those could be rose-colored glasses with which I am looking back, but I always, I've always had that impression. But yes, um, I believe it is, it is Jim Ross. It's possible that it will be Tony Schiavone from WCW. You mean from 
Wait, did he do Impact at all? I don't think so. No? Mike Tanay did that. That's who I was thinking of, the professor. And somebody named Excalibur, who is a masked announcer. All right. But Justin Roberts, who used to do the ring announcing for WWE, is the ring announcer. So Mm, they've got some people. They've got Hugo Savinovich. You can't win them all. I'm excited about that. I don't even listen to the Spanish commentary. But I remember if you grew up in the 90s, you know who Hugo Savinovich is. He was the Spanish commentator. He looks very much like my high school Spanish teacher. And he's going to be on the, the Spanish announce team. What about Hector Guerrero? I don't see his name anywhere here. Oh, that's weird. But, but yes, yeah. Cody Rhodes is wrestling Sammy Guevara. I don't know who that is. And then MJF is wrestling somebody else that I don't know. But like you said, hopefully they give us a chance to start. They don't have to do it all in one night, but hopefully they start introducing us to these talents. That would be the hope and something to get behind. All I know is they better have some sort of crazed monster locked in a cage for at least a full season before they let him out. Would it be okay if that was a dinosaur? I mean, I'd prefer if it were just a really large man in a mask, but... Don't you miss Lucha Underground? A little bit, but also no. (laughs) I miss the show. I do miss the show. But after hearing about everything sort of around that company and the way some of those talents were ultimately treated. I get it. It's a business and they signed the contract, so whatever. But I don't know. It it didn't seem like it it died well, you know? Not particularly. No. It seems, it seems like it kind of just fizzled out very quickly. Because they, they did three seasons? I don't even know that they got to a fourth. Couldn't tell you. I forget now. Yeah. So, that's the exciting part. I hope you wind up watching. Like I said, I I debated trying to figure out how to do it, but if I wait 24 hours, I'll be able to watch NXT on USA, and that's free. And I don't know that I'm that interested to watch. You'll watch it on the WWE Network? Yes, which for me, because I have gift cards already, it is free. But um, I don't know that I'm that... You know, Am I invested enough in... AEW to spend. I'm not invested at all. But correct. How can you even ask that question? Of course, well, so you're not the, so the you qu- haven't seen any of it. So here's the, here is the honest question. I caught up on Raw on Hulu. I didn't miss much apparently. Um, I don't know whether or not SmackDown now that it's on Fox, if that's going to still be on Hulu or if they're not. Gonna. Is it on Fox now? Yeah. This this. This Friday will be the first episode of SmackDown on Fox. The Rock's going to oh. show up. Brock Lesnar versus Kofi Kingston. So what was the last episode of SmackDown on whatever USA. network it was on? I think it was on USA. What was that like? It was the season finale. I don't remember. I mean, imagine the network wouldn't want a lot of fanfare. Were they even able to say on that show, catch us on Fox next week? I think they had commercials for it. I don't know if the announcers said yeah. on the broadcast. Okay. But the announced teams have all changed. You know, you said you liked Jim Ross. If you watch Raw, you get more Jerry Lawler, than which I'm sure you always wanted. Not really. Okay. 
because Michael Cole and Corey Graves and Renee Young are moving over to SmackDown. Oh, good. Because that is now that they've they've all but said that SmackDown is now the most important show. Like Raw is no longer the flagship of WWE. It's now going to be SmackDown. Well, they're going to treat it like that for the next year. Just wait till the next draft. Just saying. Just saying. But yes, I watched Raw. Have they done a draft yet? No, that's next week, I think. Which is so funny because Friday? I believe it is. I want to say, maybe it's the week after. I gotta look it up. I Why wouldn't you start the, the show the with the draft? Why wouldn't you start the show with the draft? Why would you do a couple of weeks with a stale roster? Ah. Whatever. So the okay. Eh, so whatever. Friday, October eleventh, will be night one of the draft. Monday, October fourteenth, will be night two of the draft. So now it's not, you know, Monday, Tuesday. It's Friday, Monday. Is that right? They're gonna that make the right. continuity right? of these shows go between two weeks now. Oh, and by the way, since you're curious, Hell in a Cell is this weekend. Great. I didn't enjoy. There are three matches so far announced. I'd ask if you want to come over, but I don't know that I want to watch it. (laughs) Hey, do you want to come over? We could just eat some Chinese food. We don't have to watch. I was gonna say, you know, (laughs) I'll be I'll be away until Saturday, but I I can just come over. Um, Seth Rollins versus The Fiend Becky Lynch versus Sasha Banks Harper and Rowan versus Daniel Bryan and Roman Reigns who are now a tag team Is this just an elaborate ploy to double cross Roman Reigns? Could be or it is just a we need Daniel Bryan to be a babyface again Whenever Poochie isn't on television, all of the other characters should be asking, where is Poochie? (laughs) Yeah, that snuck up on me. I didn't know that was this. I've been very distracted this week, so I did not know it was this weekend. Hey, if Bray Wyatt is going to be the universal champion heading into the draft. But yeah, now it'll be Friday will be SmackDown, then the pay-per-views, and then Monday will be Raw. Yeah, it's, it's an you can't really do that, then, can you? You can't have the week starting off with SmackDown and going into the pay-per-views because you have to have your go-home show. No, Monday will be the, the go-home pay-per-view. show for Raw, but then Friday will be the go-home show, and I bet they start trying to do it close to the arena, at least for the big shows. You know, if the Royal Rumble is going to be in Houston, I'm just throwing something out there have SmackDown also be in that area so that way fans come for the whole experience. That makes sense. That come, makes sense. Come to SmackDown, come to take over the pay-per-view Raw the next night and then get out of there. Is that a safety pin or a paperclip? Neither. Oh. It's a tool for removing a SIM card from a phone. Why would one have such a specific tool? Do you often remove SIM cards from phones? 
Um, you know, when you need to, though, what, you'll be glad to have one. Let me ask a question that I'm sure everyone else wants to know. I, I know the answer, but let's make sure everyone else is set. What is a SIM card? Ah, yes, of course. I, I mean, I, I'm well aware that you know. Oh, yeah, of course. Um, it, it, it's, it's the tiny little device that um, goes into your phone that allows it to speak to your service provider and so that the service provider also knows what account is associated with your phone. So it's just like, it holds all your account information and is what the thing that actually lets you talk back and forth with whoever your service provider is. So one would remove it if they were changing service providers, perhaps? For example, yes. Why else or, would one want to remove a SIM card? Well, ultimately you would be changing providers, I suppose, but the motivation might be one just to change providers, or it could be you're traveling maybe internationally and you need to get a local provider while you're there so you're not roaming. Um, there are options, reasons. Are you planning on doing any international travel? No. Nope. Have you nope. changed <laughs> cell phone providers recently? Yes. Okay, yes, I have. thank you. Because I was like... <laughs> This is some Jason Bourne shit, <laughs> at least in my head. I'm like, yeah, right. Are you turning um, your phone into a burner phone so you can conduct deals on the black market? That is what I'm doing. Yes. I, um, no, no. I switched over to a local mobile virtual network provider called Visible. Um, they're basically they run on the Verizon network, but they are a, a prepaid plan. Forty dollars a month, unlimited service. Um and I'm just giving them it a shot. I'm just giving it a shot because I do, I, I limit my phone use because I have a data cap or had a data cap on Verizon. So I said, well, you know, let me try this. It's it's cheaper or equivalent to what I was paying. And this would be, there's really no downside, really. Um, so I'm going to give it a shot. And it's working very well. The only downside that I discovered is um, if I want to upgrade my iPhone using the Apple iPhone upgrade program, you actually have to be activated on one of the four major characters here in the States. Um, it's one of those few times when I said, man, I wished I lived in the European Union because they have protection laws in place that prevent that sort of bullshit from happening. Hmm. Um, but here, unfortunately, I would have to switch back to Verizon if I wanted to upgrade my phone using uh, that particular program. So, Like for like, iOS 13? No, like if I wanted to get the iPhone 11 oh, instead of okay. the one I have now, like actually uh, updating my phone. And you could still buy a new phone outright and just pop the SIM card in. That would be fine. But the iPhone upgrade program is just basically you take out a two-year loan on the phone and you pay a monthly fee. Yeah. But it's worth doing because it's a 0% financing loan. So you pay the exact cost of the phone. You just get to spread it out and build yourself a nice little bit of credit at the same time. So, that's all. Now I'm trying to even figure out. Now, granted, I have a case on my phone, but now I'm trying to figure out where the SIM card is. Oh yeah, you wouldn't. You you need to take the case off. So okay, it's on the side. You'll see just kind of a little outline, a little oval outline with a like a little pinhole in it, and you stick this in there and you pop it out. No. Oh. Yeah. So it's not as complicated as I thought it was going to be. No, it's pretty straightforward. Okay. Which means I can't. Although do getting it. your Getting your case off could be complicated. I mean, I'll admit. I can get it off. I just always forget how to get it back on. Yeah, that happens. That happens. Hey, hey, I bought parts for a new computer. I heard. Or yeah. I saw, rather. I read. Yeah. 
So when I don't do, have them. When do they show up? <laughs> well, I've gotten I ordered I ordered from two different places. Um, everything I ordered from Amazon, of course, is here already, so that's great. Um, but I ordered a few key components from a site called Newegg. Yeah. And those probably won't be here till Monday. So, wah, wah, wah. So we're waiting. Just when you're when you're doing that, are you planning on keeping the tower and just taking the pieces out and putting new pieces in? Did you buy like a whole new setup? A whole new setup, basically. Wow. Yeah. It's um, I'd like to maybe use this older computer as like a server somewhere, stick it in a closet in the basement or something, leave it running 24 seven, run some uh, maybe a media server on it or a game server of some kind, cough, Minecraft cough, you know, so something. As long as this can run on this old cheap laptop, <laughs> I'd be very excited. Yeah. I've already started putting together what I could. I installed the uh, M2 uh, solid state drive on the motherboard. I put the power supply in the case. Um, I tested the power supply to make sure it's operational. So at this point, I've got the motherboard. Again, I've got the M2 drive installed. I'm waiting on the processor. I'm waiting on... I have, I have the um, aftermarket cooling for the processor, but I have to wait for the processor to show up to install that. And I uh, I want to install that on the motherboard before I install the motherboard in the case. This makes it a little bit easier to get things where they go. If you do Are you going to need a soldering iron for this? <laughs> no. Okay. <laughs> you're just, so cute. I'm just saying, so you, sound, you sound, to, you're speaking to me in a language that I understand but don't comprehend. Like, I recognize that these are all words, and I recognize uh -huh. that they're all jargon that goes along with computers, but you're like, oh, the M2 solid-state driver, and I'm like... Close, okay. close, yeah. The M2 no solid-snake driver? There's no R on drive, oh, but yeah. Oh, drive. Yeah, yeah, but you were close. So the M2 solid-snake drive, okay. Uh, yeah, that that's exactly what that is. You should... Be sure to tell all your computer friends that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, I have two computer friends. You're one of them. And there's Tall Guy. And he would at least appreciate uh, it. I'll, I'll just... Not to throw shade, but I'm going to throw it anyways. <laughs> Tall Guy knows shit about computers. He really does. He... 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 he, he it sounds like he knows what he's talking about, but he doesn't. He has no idea what he's talking about. Okay. How did well, you? How did you? With hardware, with hardware, he he did get training obviously in school as a programmer, and yes. although I don't think he uses those skills, he Not knows anymore. that stuff very well. Yes, but the hardware stuff, I don't really think he uh, is very good with. So when did you? Uh, forgive me if I've asked this. When did you build your first computer? Computer? How old were you? That's a great question. Um, we got our first computer when I was twelve. And I'm going to guess I then bought my first computer, like my own personal computer. I was probably around 15. And that was the one that I got into, like, swapping out hardware parts in it over the next few years. Sure. So I probably built my first one from scratch. 17 or so? 18? Somewhere in there. Okay. If I had to guess. Um, when did we when did we start college? Is that is that eighteen years old or so? Yeah, it would have been 
we would have been 18. It would have been the fall of our 18th year, which yes. I believe the first computer I ever built was the one that I brought with me to college. So I, I had built it prior to that. So, yeah, 17 or so probably is about right. OK. Yeah. It just sounds so complicated and maybe it is. And maybe it's not. Maybe it's just a matter of. It's not. The building it is not. I okay. mean, it's well, complicated to figure out what you want. Okay. The parts that you want. Um, compare how, what is the ratio comparing building a computer to building a Lego set? Because I That's can. funny that you should say I that. I can build a Lego set. I, honestly, as long as you're willing to look at the parts that you have in front of you and like to look at the manual, just like, you know, if you were trying to build. Uh, the Death Star out of Legos or whatever, you'd have to follow their instruction booklet. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, if you were willing to follow the instructions, I would say it's very comparable in difficulty. Okay. I didn't Most say things, I could. I didn't say I could build a Death Star. I just. I know. Most things only go one place, so you have to know where that is. But <laughs> boy, don't you? You see, don't you? Don't you? Um, but yeah, it, it's, and again, I, at some point, it's not like I'm not going to sit there following the directions myself. At, at this point, I know where everything goes. Sure. Um, even as things get updated, it's still pretty obvious where things go. But if you were just getting started, I think it's a pretty approachable sort of project. I, I don't think it's really that complicated. What's the, the thing that is complicated is picking the parts and making sure all your parts are compatible. Um, and true. then once you actually build the thing, if you go to turn it on and it doesn't turn on, being able to troubleshoot what where the problem actually is can also be tricky. OK, but in fairness, I don't think I've ever had a computer that didn't just work. Maybe I've been lucky in that regard. Knock on wood. I'm still waiting for some parts to come in. Maybe one of these will finally be the one that something's dead and I have to figure out how or why. Um, but, uh, yeah, I don't think that happens all that often. All right. Well, fair enough. Well, I'm glad. I was excited for you. <clears throat> excited because, yes, maybe you get to stream games. Maybe you don't. That's okay. Yeah, I <clears throat> doubt I will, but, you know. But it was exciting. I know that is something that brings you joy. And in this month, I'm kind of spoiling the, my piece of positivity but in my hashtag month of find your happy knowing that that brings you joy is good we'll save it for the is this a twitter thing i'll save it for the piece of positivity it's something i'm doing all right all right okay uh let's right. let's get there to the emails we've got either five or seven depending on your definition podcast at ddtwrestling.com um, again, I don't know if you want to click on the two from Barat Solanki, but... Information. One, do you admit students from India? No. Two, how much is your training fee? Oh, we get to charge a fee? Yes, we take students from India, and it is all of the money that you have. Three, what should be the qualification to take admission? Having the money. <laughs> Number four, please tell us how to join. What is the whole process? Send us an email, friend! Uh, we're going to need some social security numbers. We're going to need some bank accounts. And once we have those and I can confirm the money has been transferred, you are in. <laughs> you are in. Thank you, Barat Solanki. 
All right. That worked out better than I liked. And he liked it so much, he sent us it twice. One time. He couldn't help himself. All right. But the first real email comes from Kevin Johnson. There is no subject. Hey, guys. I am adjusting to change of date. I've listened since the very start and really don't understand what listening to you chumps every week does for me. You have gotten me out of some horrible situations, head situations, by thinking hashtag find my happy. That's why I donate each month on Patreon to buy what I class as my friends. A good dark English pint as a thank you? Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah. Here's the episode 300. Thanks, guys. This is what, 194? 193? Something like that. So, again, we're looking at somewhere around the thanks. Somewhere around mid-November, we'll be hitting 200. Milestone. Is that a milestone? It's a round number. Vince McMahon would think it's a milestone. I suppose we can we could go with 199. We could celebrate 199. And then just never have an episode 200? Trust me, I've given that some thought with what 200's going to bring. I was like, oh, let's just send there. Let's just yeah. let's start a new podcast and start at episode one. I'd like to hear from the besties. I think it's obviously we've gone back and forth on this a lot. Um, do you think it would benefit us long term to drop the pretense of this being a wrestling podcast? Like, I've got no problem just talking to you on a weekly basis about whatever topics happen to come okay, up. Okay, but here's the problem. I know what the we problem did is. This go ahead before. and say it out loud. We I know. did this before, and then we were like, well, we're talking about wrestling so much, we might as well go back to being DDT wrestling. But what if we made an honest-to-God effort to just be a lifestyle podcast? I, yeah, I think we're just a conversation podcast. Do you think we could do that without a lot of effort? <laughs> I know I just said we have to make an effort to yes. try it. But yes, I don't think I have we to We do wrestling at... because it's comfortable, because it gives us something to talk about yeah. when there's nothing else to talk about. We could talk about plenty of stuff. I, I'll find more candy tournaments and things that we can do. Yeah, but see, then you have to find stuff. That's not I've considered doing a fun. podcast where it is only emails, which means the onus is on everyone else to give us topics <laughs> to talk about. If you don't send any emails, we're just like, hey, good show. We just but what? But see that, that I think that has it's a good idea, but I feel like it's it's for someone with more motivation than us, or at least more motivation than me. I won't I won't speak for you because we get an email that we don't know anything about. And we can't talk about it intelligently. Then the onus would be on us to either read that ahead of time no. and do some research, no, or to go away and do some research. No, you can't just leave it as a void if you're like oh, I don't know anything about that. So moving on. How you know many I mean? times like, do you do and I look something up on the air? We're I gonna mean, learn. Yeah. We're gonna learn about string theory right now. I, mm, it's always been my experience that well, yes, we could fill air with that. I plus, don't I don't know. think. Plus, I don't know what topics people are gonna send. I don't think people are just gonna send us random topics. Though I did think about that for some, some sort people of will. improv podcast. Like literally, we just need a suggestion, and we'll take it from there. Like if they were like pineapples and, you know, pineapples and pillowcases, we could find something to talk about when it comes to pineapples and pillowcases. I'm sure that we could. If I were to put a pineapple in a pillowcase. Exactly. Would it be comfortable (laughs) enough to lay on? I was wondering how good of a weapon it would make. Probably better than 
an orange in a plastic bag. Now we're now we're on. All right, what would be the best fruit and fabric <laughs> weapon? Water- it's definitely not a banana. <laughs> a watermelon and an oversized T-shirt. I feel like the watermelon has enough potentially has enough mass that it would be difficult to potentially swing. So I think the pineapple could be a more agile weapon, which could sure. ultimately be beneficial. A coconut's technically not a fruit. Otherwise, I'd go with that because there's no coconut and what are seeds. We, what are we? What are we fighting? Like, is this just used against humans, or is this like a zombie apocalypse, and we're picking the best fruit-based weapon well, given, to use against a horde of zombies? Given that it's the two of us, and you specifically, I think we do have to assume that we're fighting zombies. Or are we fighting each other? Like, we each get to pick a fruit, and then we're going to fight each other to the death. Oh, man. <laughs> I got I to gotta Google fruit. Dragon food. There's some fruits that are sharp, like star fruit or dragon fruit. I'm just going to take a banana gun. I'm going <laughs> to shoot you with it. That's got to be a thing, right? See? See? See what yeah, we can be? You. Starting with episode 200. No more wrestling. <laughs> just send us topics. Yeah. Like I said, I'd be interested to hear what the besties think about something like that. Uh, Glenn, the bestiest of them all, perhaps, sends us an email, and it's called That's Entertainment. Good evening, guys. This week's little bit of ponderation is, if money were no object, which of these would you invest your money in? A wrestling promotion? No. A comedy club? A live music venue, like a jazz club? A club with disco and alcohols? Or something else? Thanks, Glenn. Well, if we're saying something else, can I say, like, mutual funds, stocks? (laughs) Well, I mean, I don't think that's the heart. Of, like, I don't think that's the heart of the question. But no, it's not the heart of the question. And, and beyond that, the, I will say, like, to just to break the question down, if money were no object, there'd be you, you're not really investing your money because investing implies that you want to be earning money back. Um, but if money's no object, I don't need to invest in anything. So I, I guess the real spirit of the question then is. If you had unlimited funds, what's something that you would like to create to promote? Sure. Or, you know, of those, uh, a some sort of theater that could do comedy, improv, music from time know. to time. I don't know. I feel like most comedy clubs. Hmm. Do you really want to own a comedy club and have to sit through an endless Thursday open mic night for the rest of your life? Who says I have to be there? I'm the money guy. <laughs> Somebody else Fair is enough. going to have to run it. Oh, you're right. We could just make people that we hate have to sit through those. Tall First, guy. we club them with a fruit and a T-shirt. Then, <laughs> and then we, sit we make them sit through open, open mic, mic night. How close have you ever come to wanting to do stand-up comedy? Not never really close, I would say. I once no. had a dream that I did it and that like I bombed, but I felt good about it. And so then I was like, maybe. But then when I woke up and thought <laughs> about it, I was like, no, that just sounds like a terrible way to live. Developing material for stand up, I think, is a very different beast. And I, I don't know. It doesn't seem like the sort of thing that I would want to try to get into. Yeah. So what would you create then if you're if. You're not sure you want a comedy club. Are you going to create a discotheque with alcohol? 
Uh, well, just based off of the Find Your Happy chat, I, I think investing in a Polish strip club might be the way to go. Sounds like I could make a lot of money that way. Every time you talk about it, the, every time we talk, there's a moment where I'm like, maybe I should get back in there. And then you say what the topic of conversation is, and I'm like, I am so glad I ran in the opposite direction. I don't know if it was Sanj or Kev. I think it was Kev. Somebody posted a very entertaining video clip that you would have enjoyed and certainly would not have made your eyes bleed and evacuate from your skull. No, thank you. <laughs> no. Thank you. Can we create, can we do like a bowling alley? Like cosmic bowling? Yeah, sure. Why not? But it's cosmic. That's actually not a bad But idea. it's cosmic bowling all the time. That would be my thing. Like, Ooh. like you know, because cosmic bowling, at least when I grew up, was like late night on the weekends. No. You yes, get there yes. at seven in the morning, you can cosmic bowl. Yeah, that actually sounds like a lot of fun. Black lights then, you know, to, for days. To honestly answer one of Glenn's questions for once, um, I've, just, I've been sitting here thinking about it. I, I think I would open a drive-in movie theater if I had unlimited funds. You don't see a lot of those anymore. You don't. And I think that there's something to it. I think there's something to that experience that's kind of horrible, but just in all the right ways that make it fun. Now, would you do one that only played horror movies? Absolutely. Or like just like if one night a I week. Mean, if if money were no object, of course I would play nothing but horror movies. Well, because now I'm but thinking if this were about... a business that needed to stay open, I think sure. I'd diversify. <clears throat> Because now I'm thinking about it and I'm like, what if it was all, it was like all sorts of fun events at my bowling alley, but it was all cosmic sort of stuff like black light mini golf, black night pool yeah. tables. Okay. I, you know, I'd also like to open like a, maybe not an arcade, but like a LAN facility where, you know, I could just jump on a computer and I would have a dozen different friends to play video games with. That's my one regret about like xbox or even playing on the pc like i have no friends who play video games so there's all these great multiplayer games that come out and i have literally no one to play with besties besties calling you i'm I know, so sad i know plenty of them i've got friends on my playstation network now granted i don't play games anymore i haven't plugged the thing in in a month but there are plenty if anybody of wants to play some gears 5 horde mode send me a dm I'm sure you'll get people. I'm sure you'll get people. You know, you'd get more people if you even tweeted that out. Tweet? Yeah. You heard me. Hmm. Danielle sends us an email and it says, Waiting. Glenn, we answered one of your questions. It's a banner day here on the podcast. I think it's the first time in 193 episodes. <laughs> Yay, October. Hope you guys are doing well. I am emailing this during the time I was meant to take the exam. But the DRC, Disability Resource Center, is having me wait until they get an email from my Spanish professor, who teaches in another town at a high school, for permission to take the exam today because the wrong date is written on the exam. Does this kind of stuff happen at your university, like all this sort of administrative mumbo jumbo? Yes. Okay. We talk It's awful. The amount of administrative stuff is maddening, I would say. We talked about me taking exams the next day, 
so I could review with my classmates, and before they started the exam, I left, and she wished me good luck on my exam. And some good luck sentence was in another email, too, but that doesn't count for DRC. So I sit and wait, and if I leave, I can't re-sign up to take the exam, and then this small delay causes more. Okay. Yeah. Rant over. Oh, and then there's yesterday when I mailed out a check seven days before the car payment was due, but they haven't gotten it yet, and they're giving me fits about it. They actually had me quit auto payment because my bank threw a fit about it. So... When I was walking to campus, I passed by a pumpkin patch, thus leading to today's delightful question, plus a couple of more. When was the last time you went to a pumpkin patch and took part of some of the fall festivities? Let's start. We'll go question at a time. I'm pretty sure that I went to a pumpkin patch to get pumpkins... Within the last year or two, I think maybe we went with Rachel once. Did we go with Rachel once? Friend of the show, Rachel? Eric? We might have gone with them once. That was probably the last time I was at one. And I'm assuming when we go by pumpkin patch, like they're actually growing, you pull them out of the ground. Well, we weren't pulling them out of the ground. It's just a farm and they've got all the pumpkins there and you pick one. Well, that's it. Because down the road, there is a farm stand with a array, literally rows and columns of pumpkins out there. I don't know where they, they're grown. I can't see where they're grown, but I can right. go pick one up. Is that a pumpkin patch? I think that's what counts as a pumpkin patch now, at least locally. But Is a pumpkin a fruit? Sure. It's not a bad option. I'd eat it. No, I'd, um, I'd put it in a bag and throw it at you. <laughs> Are we talking a sugar pumpkin, or are you talking one of the big honking pumpkins? I was thinking a big honking pumpkin. I've got some heft. I can, you know. Right. <laughs> now I'm imagining myself like whipping it around my head like a bola. <laughs> All right. Uh, and if you've ever carved pumpkins, what have been your favorite designs? I turn to Doc Nansen, because I believe you carve pumpkins every season. Um. Yeah, it's a tradition that I didn't start until I met my now wife, Mrs. Manson. I carved my very first pumpkin. Uh, the first year we were dating, I had never done it before. When I was a kid, um, the best my parents ever really let us do was paint pumpkins, which was always sort of lame, in my opinion. Um, but carving pumpkins is fun. Um, yeah. So we've done a bunch at this point. Uh, one year I did a dachshund face in one, which was fun to do in honor of, uh, you know, Oscar, who I think has been picking up on my recording this episode in <laughs> several different times. I'll see if I can't cut that out. Um, I, last year I did an homage to the jack-o'-lantern from the opening scene of John Carpenter's Halloween, copying that design, which was a lot of fun. Um, yeah, so, you know, and just some random, I always try to do something random and scary, and when Mrs. Manson carves, she tends to do something that's a little more friendly and goofy, so it's always a nice balance, I would say. We haven't asked, but what's, what's going to be, I know you're busy. You've got a lot going on sometimes in the evenings. Will there be card? Will there be decorations? Will Manson Manor be Halloweened up this year? Probably, but I don't know. I'm nonplussed with my neighbors on several sides at this point where I'm just kind of like, yeah, screw the neighborhood. Are you You know what I mean? Are you going to move? I kind of want to, to be honest. Um, How does Mrs. Manson feel about that? She's kind of with me, but really? kind of not. She likes the house, and I do too, but I'm not wed to it, you know what I mean? Sure. I think now if I was going to change things, I would get 
myself a house with a bigger plot of land so that I wouldn't have to ever see or talk to my neighbors because all they do is disappoint you. We we have discussed that now again, again. We're making no steps towards buying a house, but we've talked about if we want one, we want a relatively small house on a relatively big piece of land. And ideally the house yeah. is smack dab in the middle, so you're like sure. Yeah. All right, continuing with Danielle's email cuz uh we don't we'll buy pumpkins, we'll put them out but we rarely carve them. Speaking of Halloween, since you both work in education, do your departments and schools celebrate Halloween? For example, the after-school program I work at told us we cannot condone celebrating Halloween because it is an evil holiday and isn't celebrated worldwide. But we can talk about Day of the Dead, even though it's the same thing? Well, they're not really the same thing. So, thoughts? Halloween, does, um, does the lab sell? Are you allowed to wear Halloween costumes into the lab? No, they wouldn't be very uh, uh, compliant with lab safety regulations, unfortunately. Um, and, you know, I'm sure, you know, Halloween is certainly celebrated on a college campus, but not really in an official capacity. Yeah, uh, we'll be having now. This is my own personal belief, but I always believe that I think Halloween should stop being on October 31st, and it should just be the last Saturday of Hall of October. Should be Halloween. I see. Uh, yeah, I'm going to go ahead and say that you're wrong about that. That's fine. But um, I respect your you know, right to be wrong. Thank you. Um, yeah. So we'll have school. Yes, there will be costumes. Holidays are not about what's convenient, DC. Just... Sorry. Go ahead. There will there will be there will be Sorry. some community building activities going on. But yeah, you know, I, I don't necessarily wear a costume. I have to think about what exactly I'm going to do. So um, I'd like to start putting together a non costume costume like how Bruce Campbell in the Evil Dead movies is just wearing like a blue button down shirt and dark brown pants. I think I'd like to start wearing something like that on Halloween where it's like. It's not really a costume, but sure. if you were savvy, you would look at me and be like, huh, I wonder. Yeah, I've always thought, I gotta look him up. Oh, he, mm -hmm. does, he wears something different. I always thought, I don't know why I thought this, but I always thought Bob the Builder wore just like a yellow polo shirt and jeans. And so I was like, oh, I'll just be, I think that's Bob from Bob's Discount Furniture, actually, now that I think about it. <laughs> but I could do that. <laughs> what if you got a Mountie costume? And just pretended to be the Mountie for it. And be handsome and brave and strong. Yes. You could do that. And speaking of October, DC, do you have any teams you are rooting for this MLB postseason? Um, no. Well, the Ast you know, I, I like the Astros. Um, shout out to DJ if you still listen to this show. DJ's a Houston boy, so he enjoys the Astros. Uh, I would have cheered for the Milwaukee Brewers, but they lost last night. So that's... Now, I know I know what this is, but, you know, for for people who maybe don't know about sports. Sure. Well, what what exactly how, how would you describe a postseason? Sure. Well, Major League Baseball's regular season ended on Sunday. So now the there's the American League and the National League. The five best teams from those leagues are now playing in the postseason, the playoffs. So there's a... Why do you call... Why Do you know why they would call that a postseason? Because it seems like you're, you're concluding 
the actual season. So the season ended. And so everybody, this but is now, this you're is, you're still playing. This is now the tournament to crown. Well, there's 30 teams. So of those 30 I'm just teams, playing devil's advocate, I understand. understand. I mean, I understand. Of this, those but. 30 teams, 20 are no longer playing, including the Red Sox, which would have been the team I would have been cheering well, for. And they're not playing because they're not, they didn't good. play well enough before. Yes. Yes. So the New York Yankees, which if memory serves, you're, you were kind of a fan of, um, it's, it's certainly, I would say, the family team. Sure. You know, they won over 100 games, so they're going to continue playing. Um, so 100 games is a lot of games. There's 162 games total. So if you win oh, 90 so that's games. that's a pretty good number. If you win 90 games, that's great. If you win 100 games, that's fantastic. So they did. Very, they sound pretty good. The Yankees did very well this year. And they had. I they, mean, they won the. The regular season, you know, they're in the American League East. They won that division. They haven't won it since 2012. I'm not a huge fan. I don't, I'm not a fan of the Yankees, but at the same time, hey, once every, you know, five or 10 years, you're going to win. It's just kind of the law of how these things work. It goes in cycles. So good for the Yankees. They have a very good team. So I won't be rooting many- for them, but if they mm. were to win the World Series, I would be like, hey, you haven't won the World Series in a while. Good for you. You put a good team together. So, uh, and maybe, but back to Danielle's email, and maybe by the time this podcast episode drops, checks and permission slip situations have been resolved. Sincerely, someone who's never gone to a pumpkin patch or carved a pumpkin, and who really wants to, but isn't compelled to, Danielle. You should do it. Danielle, you should organize a Twitter pumpkin carving contest, where people Mm. on Twitter get a pumpkin, carve it, post it. And then they get to like, whether it's voting or just something that we share. It doesn't need to even have a winner necessarily, but just, you know, Mrs. Mm. Manson should do that. Mrs. Manson, you're listening when you're walking around. When you're walking around at lunch. Don't take this away from Danielle. Danielle should do this. Okay, sorry, Mrs. Manson, you should should carve a pumpkin. If they do that, I will probably carve a pumpkin. But I have very little. um, uh, What's the word called? Talent when it comes to the arts. So when you said paint a pumpkin, I'm like, I would probably paint a pumpkin much better than I'm going to carve a pumpkin. All the more reason to have you carve it. Uh, Mitchell sent an email. Um, It's kind of funny. We brought up uh, the subject line. How's the missus? So we've heard Mrs. Manson pass through on many occasions. And while I'm completely aware that Mrs. Matthews is not as comfortable airing her voice to the masses... While listening last week, I realized that I feel like we don't really have any grip on who Mrs. Matthews is as a person. Which brought me to this fun topic for both of you. How did you both meet your respective significant others? What are they like? What do they do for a living? And what are their hobbies? Stuff like that. Well, I believe there is an episode, it might be DC and Doc Talk, but if you go back far enough, I remember... I I don't think those episodes are available anywhere. I remember there being an episode where I was at Manson Manor in the studio yep. that you're in. Mrs. Manson was there. We did the origin there. stories. Doc yeah. was there. I heard about making out on the slide. Like, I, you know. Mm. <laughs> I'd like to point out, Mrs. Manson, his eyes lit up and he smiled when he remembered that. So whatever playground hijinks you guys got into, he's, he's fond. Now he's doing the eyebrow thing. <laughs> now he's thinking about me on the slide. Yeah, I am. A twisty slide. 
I somehow, by the time you get to the bottom of this slide, your pants have come off and they're around your head. Um, but in case that episode is lost, which would be a shame. Um, I think I do think all of DC and Doc Doc that was all on the NAI network, and I think at some point they purged all the back catalog. I don't think any of that's there. Well, that's disappointing. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, anywho, um, how did you both meet your respective significant others? College is how actually both College. of us. Met our yep. respective significant others. We lived well, somewhere around the first day that I met her. I believe I picked her up and placed her into a garbage can. Sounds yes, I remember hearing that story as well. That's how Doc Manson claims his. You shall be mine. Not today. Not even this year. But someday. Sometime in the next decade or two. Yeah. No. Um. We, not you, actually, you lived in a different building, but uh, a bunch of us lived in one dorm and we started or helped to start a drama group, which is still going strong. I think I texted you about that and probably because your SIM card was a problem, you didn't get back to me, which is fine. Um, oh, yeah, definitely the SIM card. That's why. Yeah. Um, but part of the, some of the the ladies who helped to start that drama group lived in the building next to the building that I lived in and so, yeah, we so just just to be clear Mrs. Matthews was not part of that no, people but she was friends with them and so I yes. met her by proxy through them um, yes and so yeah we met through that uh in both of our cases we didn't start dating our future spouses until the vast majority of our social group had graduated Oh, yeah. Once it was way less convenient to do so, at least that's when I started dating my significant other. At that point, she was pretty much living in Boston. So, yeah, that's you know. true. That's true. Um, that wasn't the case for me. We were both she we were both still in grad. We were both in grad school. Um, yeah. But yeah, she's an educator. I'm not going to give you specifics because she wouldn't like it. Um, my wife enjoys reading. She enjoys creating her own jewelry, which she does very well, if I say so myself. Um, she enjoys long walks on the beach, short walks on the beach, and other activities that are beach-related. Does she enjoy beach-related activities? Actually, no. It's really just the walking on the beach. She'll enjoy okay. sit, She'll enjoy reading on the beach, if there's an umbrella handy, which is how I feel as well. Okay. So, mm -hmm. um, Mrs. Manson enjoys baking enjoys being with her dog. You can add other things. I'm just going with what I know. Those are the big ones. Okay. <laughs> yeah, so those are so those are our uh, those are our wives. They're both wonderful. They both keep us I, I in my case my wife keeps me from losing my mind and killing someone in a fit of rage. I don't know if you're No, I don't think so. Okay. But um and I don't think she does it as much anymore, but back when we first started dating, I used to tell her that I liked her because she made me do things that I wouldn't normally do. Um, hey, now. She used to, well, I mean, seriously, she would get me to go outside of my comfort zone to try new things. Like on our very first date, she took me to a sushi restaurant. I didn't even eat fish at that point. Never mind sushi. And she made me eat a piece of octopus sushimi. Like... Admittedly, I had to be open to it, but sure. it's something I never would have done on my own. And she continued, uh, you know, to surprise me for 
quite some time. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, challenge me, I guess, in some ways. And yeah, my, my wife did that, but it was more of like these are these are things called fruits, and they're <laughs> actually pretty good if you eat them. No, they're not. Um, and these are vegetables, and they're less good, but it's still important to eat them. Um, <laughs> so let's take the three 12 packs of diet Coke and let's put them outside. Let's forget they exist. This was the lesson from Tuesday. Of course, uh, let's take the Oreos and the wavy lace <laughs> potato chips and let's put them outside too. Uh-huh. No, we yeah. don't always need to fry our chicken. No, we don't need, Why to, not? no, we don't need to dredge it and bread it and fry it. We can eat it actually, you know, baked or marinated in scotch or any of that sort of stuff. So, so yeah, no, Ugh. She's the best. Uh, our final email comes from another one of our besties. It is Bosk, and it's A is for Audition. Hello, DC and Doc. Started watching horror movies alphabetically with Audition. <laughs> good movie. Uh, that's a good one. Japanese horror movie. Um, today is going to be Bad Dreams or Black Christmas, although I may fall off the wagon with all the content on tonight. Looking forward to tonight's shows, pushing the other to be better anyway, anywho... Keep up the good work. Best to you and yours, Bosk, sent for my iPhone. You should watch, if you're talking about Bob Clark's Black Christmas, um, back from, you know, the, the 70s, uh, you should watch that movie. It's an excellent film. It predates um, Halloween by several years, and in many ways is... Because Halloween always gets the credit for being, like, the first slasher film. Black Christmas really has all of the components of a slasher film. It happened years beforehand, and it's actually really quite good, and the characters are very well written. You would almost think that it's a postmodern film based on how progressive some of it is. Um, anyways, I enjoy it quite a bit. I would recommend Black Christmas instead of Bad Dreams. Uh, Bad Dreams is a good, you know, schlocky sort of film, but uh, Black Christmas is legit good. Is there a good Thanksgiving horror movie? Thanksgiving is not good at all. Okay. So, yeah, <laughs> um, there is one other one that I can. Uh, Joe Bob did an episode on it. Blood Harvest, I think it was called. Um, also not good, but probably the better of the two that I am familiar with. Is it so. like a guy in a big turkey suit who like stuffs people? No, no. It's about this guy. Who? Uh, well. It's about this guy who kills people. Now, there's there's the story of a horror movie, huh? If I had to bring it down. Here's a guy who essence. kills people. Yeah, yeah, that's pretty much what. And it's on, it's on Thanksgiving, so, you there know. There you go. Uh, well, that makes me happy. I'm, I'm positive about that. So I ask you, as I do every week, Doc Manson, what is your piece of positivity? Um, I don't know. A lot of cool things happening right now, right? I'm excited about my computer that I'm going to be building. I'm kind of sad that my parts aren't going to be here before the weekend. I really would have liked to have gotten that up and running, but it is what it is. Sounds like you need to take a day or two off to build it. That's what I'm hearing. Too bad I can't really take Mondays or Tuesdays off at the moment, but... No, that's a shame. Maybe next Wednesday. Who knows? Um, and it's it's Shocktober. I enjoyed Creep Show last night. That was a lot of fun. Some campiness there. They um, Creep Show, traditionally, the old movies were a... Uh, mixture of Stephen King stories directed by George Romero. So two sort of horror titans, George Romero, of course, being the director of Night of the Living Dead, 
Dawn of the Dead, Day of the Dead, etc. Sure. And Stephen King being Stephen freaking King, in case you've never heard of him, look him up. And this creep show, the, the, the there was two different stories at part of this first episode, and one of them was based off the Stephen King story, Grey Matter, which is an old favorite, and I think they did a pretty good job of adapting it. I thought it was pretty good. I think the show did more right than wrong, so I'm looking forward to the next episode, whenever that happens to drop, for sure. Excellent. Um, what'd you just get delivered? It would appear to be a chicken breast, baked, some sort of gravy-type sauce on top of it. I believe it might be stuffed with some apples. Delicious. delicious. Lovely fall dinner. Um, My piece of positivity, uh, shout out to Susie Alto, which is a name of a Twitter acquaintance that I don't think we've ever shouted out on this show. Uh, Huge Adam Cole fan, that Susie Alto. But she mentioned to me that she was doing something, I think, on Facebook where for like 100 days in a row, she had to post something that makes her happy. And... She was talking about how difficult it is to do a hundred days in a row of that without repeating yourself. And I thought to myself, self, um, it would be a cool idea to do something like that. And since we were coming up on October 1st, I said, all right, I declare October the hashtag month of find your happy. And so every day I challenge my followers, whoever's paying attention to just write down something that makes them happy. Twitter is too often negative, especially wrestling Twitter, though I'm sure Regular Twitter is equally as bad. Um, And so, you know, just share something that makes you happy. The first day, yesterday, I mentioned, um, what did I mention? Oh, the the breakfast I've been eating lately. Vanilla yogurt, granola, strawberries, and honey. Delicious. Um, Today, I mentioned the fact that no matter what happens from here, WWE is all in on The Fiend. And I love it. So. You don't know that. It's... It's way bigger than I thought it would be. Let me say that. Maybe they're not all in. Maybe he loses at Hell in a Cell and this just goes away. But people were tweeting. People who don't watch wrestling were tweeting because they had a commercial during football for SmackDown on Fox or for Raw or whatever. And Bray Wyatt, they did the little fiend thing where his face showed up in the mask at the end and it was freaking just mainstream people out. So attention's being brought to that Mm. character in a way that I would not have expected. And so I love it. Cool. So tomorrow it'll either be hashtag good King Corbin, because we're all living in the world of King Baron Corbin, teaming with Randy Orton just to complete its love letter to you, Doc Manson, King Baron Corbin right. and Randy Orton. Um, we didn't mention this. I don't know if you've been paying attention to wrestling at all. One thing that happened on Raw that I skipped right over, uh, Hulk Hogan and Ric Flair had an in-ring meeting. Why? Because um, we're going... Another crown jewel is coming up. WWE will be heading back to Saudi Arabia, and Hulk Hogan and Ric Flair will be coaches for a five-on-five tag team match. Hogan's got, I think, Rollins and Rusev on his team so far. I think Flair has Orton and King Corbin on his team. So my guess is the crown prince of Saudi Arabia said they wanted Hogan and flair, and maybe he wanted them in a match. And this is as good as they're going to get. Huh? And maybe the other rumor, I haven't seen it officially announced, but maybe CM Punk is going to do the SmackDown post show. Right. So 
It's just weird. Wrestling's weird now. I, I don't mind it. I like it, but wrestling. yeah, weird is good. Weird is good. But yes, so I encourage anyone listening, you can join in even if you're, you know, you didn't do the first two days. Hashtag month of find your happy. Just talk about things you like. Books, comics, movies, TV. Uh, Martin talked about his dog. People talked, Mitchell talked about his wife. So whatever brings you joy. I love you too. <laughs> uh, it wasn't directed at you. I know. Uh, Doc Manson. Yes. Before you, before you eat another delicious bite of chicken. up oh, too late. Uh, anything <laughs> else you'd like to say before we head out into that good night? Do not swallow that food until you're done. <laughs> if you'd like to have your thoughts ran the air, you can do so by sending a message to podcast at duty2wrestling.com. Um, if you enjoyed this episode and want to listen to our rec catalog, you can do so by going to DCPod.com or to your podcast repository of choice, such as Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, and Spotify. Finally, if you like what you've heard, and how could you, head on over to Patreon.com forward slash DDT Wrestling. And send us a little bit of financial support to DC and Doc. It <clears throat> helps keep the lights on and the podcast train a-chugging. It was even better than I hoped. You're welcome. That's what we can do. At some point, we owe people eating a bowl of cereal for 30 minutes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that, We're doing that. DDT 200. Locked. <laughs> he is Doc Manson at Doc Manson. I am DC Matthews at the DC Matthews. Uh, enjoy this crazy week of wrestling. Enjoy Hell in a Cell. We'll talk to you on the other side. And until we meet again, my friends, won't you be our bestie?